0: Okay, season one, episode twenty-eight, Pete's podcast, Bible story evangelism, Psalm one thirty-nine, twelve through sixteen. Yea, the darkness hideth not from me, but the night shineth as the day; the darkness and the light are both alike to thee, for thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee for. I am fearfully and wonderfully made Marvelous are thy works And that my soul knoweth right well My substance was not hid from thee When I was made in secret And curiously wrought In the lowest parts of the earth Thine eyes did see my substance Yet being unperfect And in thy book All my members were written Which in continuance were fashioned When as yet there was none of them So this was, uh, i like to point out why I picked this verse to memorize. And uh, I was reading a a magazine that that a lady was talking about these verses. And she said she'd memorized all of Psalm 139. And that the meditating on it really explained uh, the very last uh, one, two, three, four, five, six verses of it. And uh, which... Just to give you a thought here. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O Lord. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. Is the first sentence of the last, uh, the conclusion of Psalm 39, which uh, was a Psalm of David, who was too bloody to build a temple, by the way. He wanted to build a temple. He'd he'd acquired the money to build a temple. But God said, no, I'm going to let your son Solomon, who never knew war, uh, build the temple because you have killed so many people so anyway um, so David was was um, not happy with somebody here and uh, if I do memorize Psalm 139 and I might want to in memory of my wife um, but I know when I memorize a long one it takes me a couple of months to start memorizing again and I'm trying to get enough stockpiled uh That i can continue to do this podcast on verses i've memorized but i might uh, deviate from that anyway uh, let me tell you about this verse and barb i got to bible college Um, my uh, my household good came the army shipped them to the house i had rented and uh School was starting. It was January of 83. When I resigned from the military, I was able to pick my date because I had leave, and uh, they would pay me for the leave, and I wanted to take some leave over Christmas. So I left on January 1st of 83, and I thought it might be nice to be in the Army for one more year. I I started uh, West Point in 73, July of 73, and I got out of uh the army uh, approximately nine and a half years later in uh, January of 83 so 73 to 83 oh I could do the math um but uh so I was uh I had my room set up or a room set up I think we changed rooms I, I had two roommates set up but I was living there by myself and it was the I don't think we had class on Monday at, at Tampa Bay Bible College. We had class four days a week, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and I was taking as many hours as I took at West Point, 19, I think one, one semester I took 21, but I went to Bible College to learn, and since I already had an undergraduate degree, I only had to go to two years of Bible College, because uh, that's really technically the only two years of college. Are the last two, anyway. For an undergraduate, if you have one, you only have to go two years to get another one. And I wanted to learn as much Bible as I could, so I was trying to take as many Bible classes as I could. And one of the classes I wanted to take was historical books, which I learned about 20 years later, teaching it at, at Florida Bible College. I mean, uh, Florida Christian School, and uh, to ninth graders, and it was a great curriculum. It was a Becca curriculum, and it was started with Samuel and went all the way to Nehemiah and the rebuilding of the temple and Ezra and and all the way up to the, just to the silent period as far as the historical books go. You've got major and minor prophets that fit in within the history of Israel. And uh, so anyway, um, so Barb assigned, uh, I'm going to guess here what she assigned. Um... I'm going to say it started in verse 12. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day, and the darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Uh, I only memorized one more verse. I wanted to make sure I covered them all. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. She might have given us all uh, of those verses. One, two, three, four, five verses to memorize. Well, that was my introduction to Bible college on a Tuesday night or a Tuesday afternoon. And I called my mother and said, Mom, I have made a big mistake. I'm not going to be able to to learn this stuff I I was you know at the ancient age of 28 years old I felt very old Uh, I was much older probably 10 years older than the other people that were starting at Tampa Bay Bible College and uh, they were more like right out of high school and I was starting at 28 10 years behind which accounts for my four years at West Point and five and a half years in the army but uh, and then I was in the reserves the whole time I was in Bible college and for about a year after I became the pastor of Palmetto Bible Church. Anyway, um, I was I was freaking out. I was going, I was studying it. I, was, I couldn't even learn the first verse. And I go, I'm going to flunk out of Bible college. I didn't even know who Barb was, really, at that point. I, I had signed up for the historical books. And at the last minute, they said, not enough people signed up for it. So we're not going to offer the class we're going to put you in child growth and development. And Barb was teaching child growth and development. So she started with uh, the womb. Um, uh, thou has possessed my reins, thou has covered me in my mother's womb. So my reins is an old English word for guts, for lack of a better word. Um, and uh, so uh, I, I was just, dying and I had spent a couple hours and I called my mother and she said make a study buddy which is cutting a slit in a piece of paper and then just go down and I was so desperate I was taking advice from my mother um on on something she didn't even want me to do which was leave the army and go to bible college but I was freaking out and I did I did do that and then the elders because I'd been in church that Sunday and this this was Monday night Sunday I'd been in church for the first time at uh, Calvary Community Church in Tampa, where I learned to do podcasts about uh, six weeks ago uh, when I went back for a reunion, if you will. It was a missions conference. But anyway, um, but I uh, so the elders came to visit me, and uh, there were at least two of them, and uh, I didn't know who they were. They were complete strangers to me. And I'd only been to a Sunday night service, I think, as I recall. might have been Sunday morning. I don't know. But, um, and Sunday night and Wednesday night. But those were the old days. And uh, I told, you know, I was freaking out. And I said, pray for me. You got to pray for me, man. I'm, I'm, I think I made a big mistake getting out of the army because this is way too much work for me. I can't memorize this verse. And, you know, they weren't, they weren't comforting at all they were not oh you can do this they looked at the verse and go wow man how in the world are you going to memorize that you know and i'm going like oh no i'm in big trouble even the elders of the church here recognized my dilemma anyway i don't know what time i went to bed that night they left and i went back to memorizing and i i went in and i i don't know if i got every word right but i i got a pretty good i i didn't get a grade that I even remember as being bad. I would have memorized if it would have a 100 probably, although that's usually what I got on all my memory verses. But it, it was just the first time of anything. I don't know about you, but I have a tendency to freak out. The first night I'm in a, a new place, the first uh, day of school, whatever. Anyway, so this is kind of a tribute to Barb uh, memorizing this verse about child growth and development and God's intimate knowledge of us and where all our members are written in his book and um and anyway uh, i guess i have to say it there are you know with the covid deaths and all of that i've been looking at statistics i saw the other day that 40 million babies 41 million babies have been a Boarded worldwide in um, 2020 which is not even over yet but it's almost over um, it's it's a Holocaust um, just to put that in perspective um, if you count the war dead American war dead from the Revolutionary War war of 1812, The war with Mexico, the Civil War, um, the Spanish-American War, the war, the First World War, the Second World War, uh, the Korean War in Vietnam, where I lost my brother. You're talking about 1.5 million. There's about half of that being killed every year in America. The numbers have gone down, I guess i don't I'm not sure what that's attributed to but um but it's still six hundred thousand over six hundred thousand a year, which is approximately half our war dead uh, I guess uh, less than half but but still every year but nobody mourns them they don't have a memorial day for and this has been going on for what forty roe v wade seventy three help me out here 73 uh, 27 plus 47 years has been going on and just multiply uh, we'll get we'll cut them some slack we'll uh, we'll disregard the fact that at one time it was 1.5 million figures don't lie but liars figure but now it's down to 600,000 or more but 600,000 and change I guess but um, that's a a lot of babies in, in America that aren't here, that should be here. But anyway, and then you have verse 19, and I know this is going to be controversial, but maybe I should memorize the verse. But the lady was saying that when she when she memorized the whole verse, the whole Psalm 139, she came to understand what Psalm, uh, what verse 19 was talking about. And, and I probably should avoid it, but I'm just going to read it because I think f- forewarned is forearmed. Surely thou, David says, surely thou, talking to the Lord, surely thou wilt... Well, let me read the verse in front of it. Um, or two verses. How precious also are the thoughts, thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! Where do we get God's thoughts from? From his word, the law and the prophets. Um, if I should count the sum of them, if I should count how precious are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. Verse 18, if I should count them, your thoughts unto me, your thoughts to me, the thoughts of me, the thoughts unto me, if I should count them they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Surely thou will slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. And the rest of that chapter, you can read it for yourself. It's, it's talking not very good about somebody. But at any rate... um. this is talking about at least in barb's opinion it was talking about child growth and development starting in the womb anyway so i got to tell you that cute story about why you know barb started this and it doesn't end very cute but there's nothing about ending the life of of unborn babies except except as david's baby was uh with the Lord upon His death, when He sinned with Bathsheba, that, I, that's something I wanted to say in the last podcast, number twenty-seven, and I didn't. I wanted to say that there's there was two reasons that uh, I believe the Bible's the Word of God. One is the martyrdom of the writers. Uh, uh, all the apostles were sl- sl- martyred except for uh, John. He he died in. In captivity. So why would they make up a story about his resurrection? Why would they die for a lie? I think that's good evidence. And probably the next one is even stronger. Uh, Again, I I was trying to say this on uh, episode 27, but I got tongue-tied or wrote down the wrong, my notes were incorrect. Anyway, um, by the way, martyrdom is the word for if you look up the word witness in the Greek it's martyr so where your mom says where are you going as my mom always asked me even when I was in the army and I was home on leave where are you going and I would tell her and she you know I'm gonna go martyr mom I'm gonna go martyr. you know I'm gonna go witness um, for Jesus Christ I'm gonna go martyr anyway that look it up in the Greek the word martyr means witness is the word for witness murder translates as the word witness in English from the Greek. Um, and the other one is the the sin of all the writers that, you know, David's sin. Here we're talking about David, but, you know, if you read about David, you'll read that he had Uriah the Hittite killed so he could take Bathsheba, who was carrying his child, but he wanted to keep that a secret. And Nathan came to David and said, told him a story that there was a, There was someone in your kingdom that had a sheep and it was the only sheep they had and they loved the sheep and the sheep lived in the house with them and and his neighbor who had many, many sheep uh, had a visitor and he came to his neighbor that had only one sheep and he took that sheep and and served it, slayed it, killed it and served it to his guest. What should happen to that, that man that did that to his neighbor that only had one sheep? And he said he should die. And Nathan said, if you know your Bible, you are that man. And David immediately said, I've sinned, I've sinned, I've sinned. And and he was punished and, and tremendously his family fell apart. Uh, he had a very broad family with uh, several wives and and half-brothers. And one half-brother assaulted a half-sister, happened to be a whole sister of Absalom. And Absalom uh, killed that brother and had to go into hiding and, and David and then came back and won the hearts of the people Absalom won the hearts of the people and David had to run for his life again like he did from Saul trust me David's paid for his sin and um, but but anyway why why does a writer of the why do writers of the Bible tell the truth about the, the failures of the people that are our heroes our Bible does that there, there are other quote unquote um inspired words that, you know, would never say anything against the founder of that religion. And uh, these are the writers, now i would I, I got to admit, I can't, uh, I would not take any, I never hear anybody complain about Jesus, I mean if you want to go ahead, I'd be interested to hear it, but um, anyway. Kind of goes back to for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Well, let me let me talk about what what I know here for sure, and that's verse twelve. The darkness hideth not from Thee. Yea, the darkness hideth not from Thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to Thee. Well, when I was in the Army in 1979, I was in uh, Jungle Warfare School where I got malaria. But before I got malaria, they gave me uh, a new, believe it or not, we were pretty much at the tip of the spear. There was no Delta Force or anything like that. Um, we were alerted to go to uh, to uh, the Middle East to, uh, to get the hostages out for Jimmy Carter. That were taken in uh, Iran, in Tehran, Iran, from our embassy there, but uh, the the mission got canceled, and they wanted a, a smaller footprint than a battalion from the one hundred first. But I was the S three air, and I got down to the Campbell Army Airfield, and the, uh, the everybody was just running around like ants, and their eyes were bulging out of their heads, and said, "This is the real deal. You're going, you're going. You'll be refueled in the air." I was the S three air, so I was responsible for. Uh, inspecting all the pallets and I mean we had a full load of ammunition ready to go a battalion full load that's many pallets of ammunition and i thought wow this is this is it well it the plan got changed, and we we did not go the- uh, battalion from the hundred first did not go but um at any rate um I was telling you about Panama and they gave me these night vision goggles they i'd never seen anything like it before Uh, if you ever wanted to be invisible night vision goggles a great way to do it especially in the jungle when the 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 analogies for how dark it is i can't even uh go into the military is pretty good at coming up with some uh very visual analogies but but anyway um it's dark. I mean, you can't see your hand in front of your face. You there's no starlight. The only time I saw the sun, even in the daylight, was when I crossed the river. We're talking about only a double canopy. I don't know what triple. But but any light that, that shines in between the leaves are caught by the second canopy, and no light hits the ground. And there's no grass on the ground. It's just dirt, packed dirt. I, it's very easy to move through the jungle in the daylight. At night, forget about it. You had to hang on to the guy in front of you. Well, somebody, I don't know, CO came by and dropped off these night vision goggles. Didn't tell me the batteries only lasted like, I don't know, eight minutes or something. But I'll tell you, I had fun for eight minutes. I turned those puppies on, it was like daylight. It was green, but it was very, very visual. And I could see, uh, this, this is, Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, the night shineth as the day, the darkness and the light are both alike to thee. Man, I was having a great, I would go up and, touch one of my soldier's ears and they would jump and I would run away <laughs> whatever. it was really bad, you know, just going around playing with people. Um, and we're talking about so dark that you were just on top of each other. You had to grab the, the load-bearing equipment, the, the suspenders of the guy in front of you, just to walk through the jungle. You couldn't see the cat eyes on the back of your helmet, the fluorescent. There was not enough light to charge those or keep them charged or whatever. It was pitch black except for for somebody that had uh, night vision goggles. And I was just just having a great time going through the jungle until all of a sudden, click, it was pitch black. And uh, it didn't really matter that I could see, you know, it wasn't like, you know, you, you walk into a movie theater. It was always pitch black in the jungle. It never got light in the jungle. You never got used to it. So, and unfortunately, I had put some distance between me and my men, and now I had to find my men without running into the black palm. But anyway, I wanted to tell you that I know what it's like to, uh, yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, the night shineth as the day, but the darkness and the light are both alike. God sees that way. He sees inside a mother's womb. He sees everywhere there's nothing hides from Him. I will... For thou has possessed my reins, my, my guts, for lack of a better word, intestines. Um, and, I, you know, it's, he held the unformed child, okay? Um, uh, covered me in my mother's womb. I think we're pretty clear on where this person is that's in the darkness. But it's not Dr. God. I will praise Thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. We are the handiwork of God. And marvelous are Thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. I will praise Thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are Thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from Thee when I was made in secret in that very dark place called the mother's womb. And I just wonder if you shine a really bright light. You know how you can put your hand over a bright flashlight and you kind of see through it. I wonder if you could shine a light on a unborn baby. I don't know. Might be interesting for the baby. But um, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Now this is just saying, it's poetic. The Psalms are part of the poetic book. So it's just describing a place where God is, where God chooses to be. And uh, he's got everything under control. And uh, uh, his will be done. Uh, Thine eyes... Did see my substance, yet being unperfect, uncomplete. I told you in the last one the word perfect in the in the in the Greek, the word that's translated perfect means the Greek word means uh, complete. So unperfect would be incomplete. We're you know, we're not done. But I'll tell you what, I, I looked this up oh, a couple months ago. I looked it up on the internet, so it must be true. But I, I said, is a um a fetus, um, human at conception. And my research was 100%. There's a name for that, the zygote. That's a fertilized egg. Zygote. 100% human. That means all the DNA right there is right there for that person. The, the, the husband and or the man and the woman come together. And it is 100% human, and one of the best arguments I've heard for, for not aborting children, because some people say they're not human. They're you know, the that whole thing that's in museums. I grew up with it in the museums I went to. It they've kind of discredited now, that, but because the guy changed the drawings, but but takes them from like a fish to a human being. That's not the case. But anyway, one of the best arguments, I, or one that stuck with me, was, you know, it's wrong to kill a human being. A zygote is 100% human. Therefore, it's wrong to abort. You go, what about the life of the mother? And what about, you know, those are, those are, I guess, you know, you can try to find some high ground there if you want. Um, I think there has to be some intent and, the last time I looked it up, <laughs> abortion is, has a higher death rate than childbirth. So it's not a process that, that is even, even with, with a childbirth. Abortion is a dangerous deal. And you can come up with all the what-ifs you want. One of them, the, I, I'll shoot down one of them, I think, and that is it's not human. That's not true. And if you were hunting, which I did one time with my dad. I think I was carrying a BB gun because I was pretty little. Eight or nine years old, I think. He had a shotgun, and he shot a bird, but it was a female pheasant or something, so he just kind of laid it up against a tree, and we took off so he wouldn't get fined. But... um he didn't take it because he didn't want to get caught with that, that bird. I don't know how you tell a male from a female pheasant, but probably I would guess the male is more <coughs> ornate because it seems that's the way it is with birds. The males are trying to track females, so they have the pretty feathers and everything like that. But I'm never much of a, a hunter in that respect. But um, anyway... Um, oh i heard I heard someone say well if you were if you were fishing if you were hunting with your dad and you're both wearing bright orange and you're doing all the safety rules and you both got you know weapons that can knock down a deer um, and you kind of lost sight of each other in the in the in the forest or in the woods, and you saw some obviously an animal going through some bushes off to your right. And how? what percentage would you have to be before you fired your weapon into those bushes to make sure that what you were going to hit was not human? Um, whether you lost sight of your dad or not. I mean, if, if you're out hunting and, you know, it's hunting season, there are probably a lot of guys out there, a lot of people out there. and And I wouldn't want to shoot uh i would say i'd have to be 100% sure i mean that's why you wear orange that's why you uh don't shoot at every little uh animal that you can't see but you know with you know the bush is shaking so it must be something shaking the bush and i don't i really don't want to kill a deer that bad that i would take a shot without 100% sure anyway um I guess we'll leave this very political issue, but I I just um, I guess I'm going to touch on it. Uh, feel free to tune out if you want, but um, I, I think it's very much like slavery. Uh, uh, one of the great historians, Shelby Foote, said that that. Uh, the Civil War was rights versus right, and the right was that all men are created equal by their Creator and are endowed with certain rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness so um long pause um it's my mind is 66 years old and I'm losing it fast so uh anyway um talking about um I was talking about the hunting thing and now I'm going on to something else but it was why can't I think of it God, I'm gonna in two podcasts this way I can't believe it um oh I was talking about um well I'm going to listen to this and I will instantly remember what I was going to say and I guess I will address it on season one episode uh 29 before I start my next verse but uh So I will say adios, which means to God, and vaya con Dios, which means go with God.